Rutledge and Hamilton taking over for Wildey and Tausch. Wildey and Tausch presented by Pella Windows and Doors. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush. A Coors Light in the morning. Hey, 10 a.m.? On a game day, you're late. Yeah. On a week, on a Friday, I feel like it's right on time. I mean, if I could have a Coors Light right now, I would. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. It would be 5.08, 5.09 somewhere. R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> if <laughs> it was Japan. our usual show, it would be 5.09. Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. Nailed it. Awesome. Uh, thank you. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you, Primetime. <laughs> okay. Okay, FAU. Watch out there. Florida gym. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He didn't just what? swear what? at what me. What was it? He didn't just swear at me. I went to Florida Atlantic University. <laughs> so our initials are FAU. FAU. <laughs> you, I don't want F-N-A-U. Jesse Nelson yeah. to have a seizure if he's listening. Yeah. He's Can probably not. He's probably got the contact what? guy from all the fish music we're playing today on Rutledge and Hamilton. <laughs> He's Matt Hamilton. He is the gold medalist curler and uh, sometimes overly Instagram model. Packer fan? Always overly optimistic Packer fan. <laughs> Prime time behind the glass. I am Jim Rutledge. Get into the show on the ESPN Wisconsin. Talk to text line 844-770-3776. And I wanted to circle back again uh, to Unsportsmanlike because we have Rod Domowski coming up here in a little bit. And I want to talk more about the Packers, but also Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. And I'll say this, and it pains me to say this as a a Bears fan, but honestly, for sure, and I don't think this is a bold statement, Matt. You tell me otherwise. No matter what happens going forward, the Packers won the Aaron Rodgers move. Yes. Like, honestly, like there's nothing... Aaron, uh, I won't put any bad juju on Jordan Love, but if Jordan Love, let's just say he stays the same player, you won by a landslide. If he even regresses a little bit, you still win. If he, if something bad happens and he can't play a ton more, you still win because you got to the playoffs last year. You won a playoff game. You got off the toxic Aaron Rodgers train, and you sent him out to New York. That's their. He's their problem now. Right. I mean, it's wild that we're talking about a guy who a couple years ago was the MVP, and now it's like he's someone else's problem. And. Because Aaron Rodgers is a team player only if you do exactly what he wants to do. So if, if he's running the team and the team does everything he wants to do, he is bought in. If you do right. one thing he doesn't want to do, well then, no, I'm out. So Goody and the Packers, I mean, the only way they could have played it better, but maybe Jordan Love sounds like maybe he wouldn't have had the same rookie se- or first year starting season, is get off Rodgers a little early, uh, a year earlier. Because then you would have had more time with Love under a rookie oh, deal you got- and more money out, or more out of a trade with Rodgers. Oh my gosh! Like, and again, it pains me to say this because I was such a big Rodgers fan. Uh, at least this play, we could have gotten a king's ransom for him. Like the year that uh, the Broncos took Russell, that was the same kind of year they were talking about. Because Hackett went out there to be the head coach. Mm-hmm. That was like, we were thinking, oh, Rodgers might follow him out there. He's a little bit disgruntled here in Green Bay. Yada, yada, yada. Man, we would have got a king's ransom for Aaron Rodgers instead of two second-rounders. Well, you tr- and you swapped first-rounders. And we, yeah, exactly. So it's like, mm, it wasn't... It, I'm glad we got something for him, and the way that love turned out, like, wonderful. I would have taken, like, a really good fish fry and a second rounder for Aaron Rodgers if I knew uh, Love was going to turn out the way he did this season. So I'm I'm thrilled with it overall. I still feel like I need some closure. I want Rodgers to play at least one more season so I can be like, ah, thank goodness we got rid of that guy. 844-770-3776. Uh, the Packers 
my statement is, and I guess you can agree or disagree, 844-770-3776. If Jordan Love doesn't get one bit better, the Packers still won that that trade by a landslide, the Aaron Rodgers trade. That is my statement, is that regardless of Jordan Love improving or even him getting worse, they've automatically won the Aaron Rodgers trade. And I don't think there's anything Aaron Rodgers can do Outside that would make it a Super Bowl I don't Jets? even know if winning the Super Bowl gets it done. Really? Yeah. I, I honestly think that even if you won a Super Bowl with the Jets, a full year removed from the trade, if Jordan Love stays on this exact same trajectory... Well, it would, it would, it would still depend, like... Right now, the Packers are ahead in this trade. I think if the Jets win a Super Bowl, they would probably jump ahead for the time being. It still would depend on what Love does the but rest of his career. Love doesn't have to win a Super Bowl to, for the Super No, he doesn't, success. but if he continues to have sustained success as a playoff-caliber quarterback, yeah, I think the needle would move back in the Packers' favor. But like at the, if you were to just look at it, the line of demarcation is at the end of Season 2 and Rodgers wins a Super Bowl with the Jets— it's it's close, but it's probably leans Jets. But Love has so much more career left and more opportunity to swing the trade back in the Packers' favor. It, it was a good move, no matter what. And be honest. And the only yeah, let's the be Jets real. ain't winning Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers. No, unless they get an entirely new offensive line. And he plays better. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I want to say this: his longevity at his peak and the way he was able to play is truly remarkable. As we talk about our, our one of our poll questions of who uh, has more trade value, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. So we were looking at the, the contracts. Russell Wilson, the next two years, but is going to command said we, 36. We already, but we said we weren't going to talk about the contracts. Oh, I know, but like... Because it, it, he could rework it. But it is a factor. He could rework it just like Aaron did. Totally, but I'm just saying, like, let's look at it real quick. $36 million and $37 million in the next two years for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think Rodgers is close to that, right? So it's it's probably a wash on their contracts, or do you think Rodgers worked his down even more? I'll give it to you right now here, since we were just going to jump into contracts, which we were not going to do. Contracts are important, but we said we were going to leave it out. Who's got more value? We've got a five-year, thirty-eight and thirty-seven. Thirty-eight and thirty-seven. Cap hit fifty-one million (laughs) dollars. Well, I mean, I don't know what the Russell cap it is, and it doesn't matter. Russell's five years younger, commanding the same amount of money. Like you got to go, Russell. Got Aaron Rodgers. So next year's cap it's nice. Twenty twenty five at the age of forty two. Fifty two million dollar cap it with a forty nine million dollar dead cap it. So you cannot get rid of him. He's stuck to you. You can't. There's no way to immunize yourself from him. Just like the cod. He's just with you. No matter what crystals you take. Like a best friend. No matter what dolphins you listen to. Just stuck with you. You are not immunized from Aaron Rodgers' nasty, nasty contract. That'll be $52 million cap it uh, in two years. Gross. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. I'm going to get us back on cl- uh, track here. And we got Rob Domowski coming up in a little bit. Uh, we are taking over for William Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. So we feel like the Wilde and Tausch fan base can handle Beastie Boys? I mean, 
Is Beastie Boys even like that edgy, for being honest? How what? dare you? What? I mean, just like... I, I get it. Have like, you ever Snoop- had a brass monkey? That funky monkey? Uh, not in the morning. <laughs> Snoop has lost his edge, too. I mean, so, like, I get it. Like, at one point, Snoop... Uh, hey, gin and juice in the morning? Sounds like a good little combo. That's true. That's true. Well, Coors Light in the morning works out as well. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Uh, we are presented by Coors Light. We're taking over for Wilding and Tosh. They are presented by Pella Windows and Doors. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio and the Gruber One Call. That's all studio in Milwaukee. And get into the show, 844-770-3776. That is our ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line. Primetime Warshawn behind the glass, Hamilton and Rutledge with you. Uh, we are popping off now on this question here. What quarterback's trade value is higher at this point in their careers? <laughs> right now, 57% of you say Aaron Rodgers. Really? I mean, True I still story. think he might be a better quarterback, but the, the, you're going to get more time out of Russell, you'd think. Uh, we are also asking you about fish fries. If you got, What's your favorite type of fried fish? Matt, what are some options? I don't even okay, know. Okay, the options are cod. Bluegill, walleye, perch. All right, and we're asking that because... Some people got on us on our show one time when we asked us, they're like, where's the catfish? It's like, that's not like a traditional Wisconsin fish fry. Sure, it's a great fried fish, but you're not going to any supper club in Wisconsin and finding catfish. You will find those other four most likely, or at least two of the four. Sure. So we are asking that because <laughs> my word for it, Jimmy. it is Fish Friday. We play fish music sometimes. And Jim has never had a authentic Wisconsin fish Like fry. a, a um, supper club, sit down on a Friday, have fried fish. Yeah. I mean, I've had fried fish before. He literally said filet-o-fish from McDonald's yeah, is the same thing as a Wisconsin fish fry. Judgmental Jim. True story. I stand by it, too. Boo. Uh, somebody call in and boo this man. Boo. And then we have uh, Sadler. <laughs> Uh, a big friend of the show. Also, he's been on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, he would rather have Friday fish fry than sushi. He likes to use sushi as bait to catch his fish for his fish fry. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Okay. So there's uh, interesting Sadler. opinion. Um, interesting opinion. Yes. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six is how you get into the show. We also had a, an earlier question about the Milwaukee Buckaroos. And <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't like that? Well, I mean, just like, nobody, you, know you, know the the you got on me for underhanded compliments, and you're <laughs> bringing up the Buckaroos. I know they're not. You didn't say underhanded comments, uh, compliments. First of all, this is not relative to Hamilton after dark. So stop with the underhanded compliments. I don't like it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. It is a backhanded compliment. That's, that's the phrase. But I said, I broke my pen over this. I said Buckaroos. Because I want to have some fun. I, you know me. I'm whimsical. I'm having some <laughs> I'm fun. Whimsical. I'm People whimsical. Like me. People like me. Somebody, I'm... please clip that. I'm whimsical. <laughs> he needs to have that on as a hot. Seat. So I want to have some fun today. People know me as whimsical Jim Rutledge. That is how I'm known here. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm whimsical. I hear that around the office. And you time. can't turn a phrase. That's that's it's a difference. Okay. <laughs> and so that is a reference to me being able to do a pretty spot on. Uh, little, little, little John. John. Yeah. So that's me doing that. What? Yes. <laughs> I don't feel like doing it today. My throat's going to hurt if I do it. So I want to enjoy the rest of my day. Uh, we have another question. Did we have outsized expectations for the Milwaukee Bucks? Matt doesn't like the word outsized. Too big for him. Inflated. <laughs> Inflated. Uh, expectations for the Milwaukee Bucks this season right now. And 70% say no. I'm not even going to I'm not going to do the dignity of Ryan ruining our poll by adding context to it. So I I'm just going like to say it, no. Because I said no as well. 
but you would have said no regardless. I want Rorschach test uh, for you. poll questions. I want you to read into it what you want to read into it. Mm. I want the soul of our audience. I know, but then I then you don't, uh, I don't understand the what they're reading into it unless they're calling in or texting in. Or yeah. can, but maybe we're discouraging people from calling in and texting in because Ryan's leading the witness. Because we're giving them options? We're leading the witness. I like options, Jim. I'd rather have four answer poll questions. Just own it. <laughs> uh, let's I, see I here. like you, Ryan. I think you do a good job. The best fish fry uh, comes you. in a basket on a paper plate from some bar that probably is borderline passing the health code. Look, man, we do a lot of we yeah. do we a lot of stuff. Look, we feature a dive bar of the week uh, during our show, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we just did the up north bar. I bet up you they north. got a good yeah. The up north we did Wisconsin accents during the show too. We did the up north bar here in uh, <laughs> off Blair Street. We'll save Madison. you the entire segment of up north accents. I'm <laughs> sure they uh, love the buckaroos up north there. Right? <laughs> I bet you they do call Before them the buckaroos. Game? I bet you they do call them the buckaroos. Should get someone to call in. Or if they play thoughts? bad, they call them the does. <laughs> does. <laughs> uh, 844-770-3776. How you get into the show? So that's uh, from Austin chiming in with the. Best way to eat a fish fry. Don't I might have had a fish fry like that. I just haven't had like a traditional one. Uh, 512 chimes in. I love sushi. Um, and uh, he also says that Sadler needs to try sushi and yeah. enjoy it more. So. I, I totally agree with that. And Joe Manitowoc chimes in. Fun fact, the word whimsical was used to create all these AI images. So he's the one that created that awesome AI image that we have during our break. And <laughs> apparently that's cartoons. a... Yes. During I the look Will- like... Uh, it's posted now if you're watching uh, on YouTube or, or Twitter or whatever you watch It's like a mix of me and Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you call that a knife? Have you guys seen... This is a knife. The movie Jumanji with The Rock and everything? Oh, oh the, with The Rock or yeah. with Robin Williams? The original. I'm, ta- I'm referencing the one with The Rock. Okay, okay yeah, I have seen. That character... Bring it back up on the screen if you can do that. That character looks like the guy who's like, when you show up and the avatar tells you like the mission you have to do, Like it looks like that person in it, which is a Crocodile Dundee type character. Gotcha. I look like a reporter from 1945. <laughs> yes. Like if you stuck a little press or piece like of paper. A, 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 a patsy for Al Capone. Why are you going to be so mean? I know. It's got like the hat. You got like the five o'clock shadow going on. It's five o'clock somewhere. I'm yeah, say that looks like because uh, I'm like whimsical. A, yeah, your guy, your guy kind of looks like a, a gangster, but also like the fall guy. Yeah, see, yeah, the, the okay. patsy. You're the patsy. <laughs> Call to the show, see. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we 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 have all sorts of accents and uh, impersonations. You just call in and Jesse we can do impressions eat of anybody. Your heart out. Because he's a big impression guy. Oh, like he thinks he yeah. can do impressions. Right. Uh, his thing that is, is part Bane, of his right? identity. Yeah. But yes. look at us. We got the up north. We got the, yeah, see? We got the, <laughs> <laughs> we got the old-timey mobster. Yeah. Give us your Italian one. <laughs> Forget about it. There oh, you go. Here we go. <laughs> we have the best yeah, we do the accents best accent. on the show. <laughs> Just ask us. We'll right. tell you. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Thanks for getting new people chiming into the show. Good or bad, I guess. And I also, I want to point this out. I feel like Jesse Nelson is, he babies the Wilding Talish audience. I think he doesn't understand that they can enjoy and embrace our show, and they don't have to be afraid of us. We can play fish music. <laughs> Nobody will get a contact high. Well, I don't think they're we afraid can, of us. He just thinks they're afraid of us. He's projecting that's what his I'm, fears that's what I'm saying. on them. He's not giving them enough credit. I think people are enjoying the show. We're having fun. We're whimsical. Maybe we make a few uh, off, you know, after dark type jokes. That's People fine. People <laughs> like me. People like us. And maybe we don't know how to turn a phrase. 
that's fine. It's fine. You know what we're saying. And it's funnier when you get it wrong. Right. Who <laughs> wants to listen to people who are right all the time? Not me. I mean, who's right all the time? Not me. That <laughs> same. Ditto. You know what, though? I'm glad we got that. More so for <laughs> I am not right a lot. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to explain the uh, all-star game rules when the fourth quarter starts to us? <laughs> well, no. I'm just. I, who cares about the fourth quarter? I'm waiting for overtime. <laughs> yeah. You taking the over, Matt? <laughs> taking the over because they're going into overtime. Do you think the slam dunk contest goes into overtime, too, if it's tied? <laughs> Only if it's tied. It's two points of dunk, right? <laughs> All right, you know who is smart and does know things? Uh, Rob Domofsky. We're going to talk to him next on Rutledge and Hamilton, the takeover of Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you. The takeover of Wilde and Tausch. Wilde and Tausch presented by Coors. Wilde and Tausch presented by Fellow Windows and Doors. Obviously, Tauscher loves Coors Light just like me and Matt Hamilton. We are presented by Coors Light. Mounds are blue. You know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light in the morning. Live from the Gruber One Call. That's all studio Milwaukee and the Everlight Solar Studio here in Madison. That's where prime time is behind the glass. Rocking out to some Bruce Springsteen. He's He's Prime is bringing it because Prime is doing like so seven things on at right once. Yeah. He gave me the Dikembe Mutombo finger, waving it like, yeah. no, do not go, Jim. Just knocked his glasses around a little bit. But Prime, like he's taking a beating and, and keep on uh, taking <coughs> over there. And that is not a underhanded or backhanded compliment there, Prime. <laughs> Thank that you. That is a straightforward compliment. I appreciate that, Jim. All righty. Have I stalled enough to be able to get to Rob? Uh, on the video? Now? All right, fantastic here. So, <laughs> Jim nice filibuster, Jim. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, you're Matt Hamilton, the Olympic curler. I am Jim Rutledge. You had a question right away for Rob, and Rob spends most of his time in Green Bay area. So you had a, a, a thought that maybe he's done something that you're fond of. Yes, Rob, how are you doing? Um, Good, Matt. Jim, how are you guys? We're great. Thank you. Curious um, how uh, how your curling career has gone in the past. Have you ever <laughs> given it a whirl, and how'd you do? So the funny thing is, there the Green Bay Curling Club is located not far from Lambeau Field, um, just across. Oh, yeah. uh, I guess that would be Oneida Street off Mike McCarthy Way. And I have personally not um, been there or partaken, but my good buddy Dennis Croner, who I play golf with, is big, big, a big wig over there at the Green Bay Curling Club, or so he says. Right. I have not gone to watch it. I don't know what. Position is that even the right word? Yep. Position or what task he has? <laughs> but he talks big about it, so he must be pretty good. Absolutely. I mean, that's where we used to park for. Uh, well, not used to. I still park there. That's. But when I was a kid, 
me and dad would go to a game. We'd park there. He'd tailgate in the parking lot. I'd throw stones while he was tailgating, and then we'd go to the game when it was ready to go. So, uh, yeah, fond memories of the Green Bay Curling Club for sure. You should definitely give it a whirl. Fantastic time. Milwaukee area, you've got a couple curling clubs, so find one. Give it a spin. It's a good time. And judge about your golf game. It helps your golf game. Throw stones is never a phrase that I have used, but I think I'm going to have to incorporate that. Yeah, I mean, we have a segment called Throwing Stones. One, because obviously you don't throw stones when you live in glass houses. And two, I throw (laughs) stones for a living. So it it had a a little dual threat kind of move there. So I'm going to get right into the Packers here. We had a question yesterday, and I kind of pushed back on it, but I want to get your take on it, and we'll see if you can change my mind. Should the Packers get... A more proven backup than Sean the Big Red Dog Clifford <laughs> for Jordan Love next. You know, I'm I'm gonna say no, and and here's why. Uh, first of all, Sean Clifford might be as smart uh, and engaging and charismatic of a backup quarterback that they've had here since maybe Matt Hasselbeck. Um, you could tell right away that Matt Hasselbeck just had had it. Um, he had a persona about him. Uh, I would say Aaron Brooks had that a little bit too. Uh, going back, Doug Peterson had it. Now, Doug didn't end up being, you know, the, a great starting quarterback, but obviously he's a darn good head coach. Um, this is going to sound crazy, but there was this time where, oh, it was probably what was that, October when the Packers were struggling and, you know, Jordan Love wasn't looking, you know, necessarily like he is now that I said to somebody, and you know what, you can call me crazy and I probably <laughs> turned out to be wrong. But I said, you know what? Maybe Sean Clifford is Brock Purdy. I mean, how do you know until you play him? Uh, Sean Clifford was really good in the preseason. You know, Matt Hasselbeck had earned the nickname around here, Mr. August. And there's plenty of guys that in training camp over the years have have earned the nickname Mr. Oneida because they used to practice on Oneida Street during training camp. Now they're on the other side. And maybe Sean Clifford is just Mr. Oneida or Mr. August. But I think they're just fine there, Matt. I really do. I totally agree with you. I was like, go get a veteran presence at literally any other position group. I'm pretty sure we don't have any safeties. Go get a safety with whatever money you're saving on a backup quarterback. So I'll actually throw that out to you, Rob. Uh, Eddie Jackson, it looks like Jamal Adams is going to be released as well. Is that maybe at least for some of the free agents that could be brought in, they don't have to be those specific players, at least some of the guys might be brought in. Is that the type of guy that could be added in free agency for the Packers that maybe they're not going to be too expensive, maybe they got a year or two left, and the Packers can still backfill through the draft for players to replace them in the future? Yeah, so that's a good question, Jim. I mean, look, last year they basically signed guys like that that were you know released or – you know, just ran out their contracts with other teams but weren't like blockbuster guys. Now, I think some of those guys might be a little bit more than the blockbuster guy. They might be a little bit more than Jonathan Owens, uh, you know, who was a starter for one year in Houston and then, you know, signed here, uh, otherwise known as Simone Biles' uh, boyfriend. Yep. Uh, now, Matt, you know, I get back to the Olympic thing here, Matt. <laughs> like, is there is there is there a – is there a curler that has a, a an Olympic curler that has a famous boyfriend, or is that just limited to um, like the NFL? Um, or famous girlfriend, famous boyfriend or girlfriend? Right. There's, there, yeah. There's a that. Canadian curler who married like a Swedish hot league hockey player, but that's about as okay. famous. I, I mean, yeah, other than a famous curler marrying another famous curler uh, sure. for Canada. Ooh, 
for Canada. Curler on curler relationship. <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> well, so actually, you got to keep I, it between the sheets, Rob. I, I want to share this because Matt has got a trigger point that is funny that you curl with your sister, Becca Hamilton. Oh, and everyone says it's my wife. <laughs> That thinks it's my wife. They think it's a, well, a husband-wife duo instead of a brother-sister. And is that, the Olympic Village as crazy as they say it is? Uh, <laughs> yes. Like, yes, I will say yes. The, now, the summer games, oh, you know, it's a little more provocative wearing tank tops and booty shorts as opposed to parkas <laughs> and boots. But uh, they're... Like they say, there's 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 condoms all over the Olympic Village, uh, right? Just around, yeah. Like that is a fact. There yeah. are just. You can go I always think that was a little quiet because you are obviously been married for all your Olympics. Yeah, yes. all my Olympic <laughs> career, I've been married, so like I wouldn't know any of that. It's, it's all hearsay for me too. <laughs> Sorry to get off track. I just always wondered that about the Olympic Village. Yes, it, that is true. I'm sure it's way crazier in the summer games than it is the winter games, but. From my experience, those condoms definitely were gone by the end of the <laughs> by the end of the game. So, like, people were taking them. I don't know what they were doing with them. I hear you could store a liter of water in one, so maybe they're just <laughs> safeguarding water. <laughs> hey, man, water's important. Water we don't get is important. We don't See, this is what we were saying. Jesse Nelson, the hall monitor, was worried that Matt and I were taking over the show. That like, look, we were gonna we played fish music throughout because it's Friday. We do fish Friday uh, on Fridays. He's so afraid like, the listeners would get a contact high. So we are. Look, Rob's in on it. Our listeners are in on it. We're having a good time here, Matt Hamilton. Um, Actually, we have a kind of a, a wild question. So, on, on Sportsmanlike this morning, the ESPN National Show. No, <laughs> it's actually not that wild compared to everything else. But it's not really. I don't have a lot of nice segue, stuff. Jim. Right, I'm trying, man. Yeah, this is a wild I, one, I, right? I, it's actually not that wild. Now I'm embarrassed. But uh, we listened to on Sportsmanlike earlier today. I mean, yeah, the ESPN National Morning Show had a crazy question. No, the idea was like, could Rodgers get traded to New England? And it got me thinking of one. I don't know who would really trade for Aaron Rodgers at this point, especially coming off the Achilles. Obviously, all the other stuff with Aaron, like just even on the field, dude, the athletic wrote a pretty heavy piece, kind of killing him. Uh, doesn't seem like like Aaron Rodgers sounds like a team player as long as you do exactly what he wants to do. But then the other guy is Russell Wilson, who is also tarnished at this point. So like, which and the contract is pretty prohibitive there. Like, which player would have more trade value this offseason, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? I think you raised good points, Jim, about both the contract would be the big problem for Russell Wilson. Now, I don't know exactly how it's structured. Could he, you know, could he take a big pay cut or could they restructure? Uh, if that's the case, probably Russell just because, uh, look, I think Aaron wants to see it through with the Jets. You know, the, the big joke obviously was, you know, last year when he got traded to the Jets, it's like, all right, in 2024, he'll end up in Minnesota, right? Like that was the, right. the big joke because, you know, that's what happened with Favre. But, you know, uh, Rodgers does sound committed. Um, to you know, multiple years in New York from what the last appearance he made on Pat McAfee, not just one more year. It is interesting, though, that the Vikings are sort of at the end of the line with their quarterback situation with Kirk Cousins and being a free agent, and you know who knows what happens there. But um, if we're still around in 2038, are we talking about Jordan Love uh, at the, with the Jets and, and then eventually going to the Vikings? Man, it would be wild. But I, to answer your question, I would think – I would think Russell Wilson, I would rather have Aaron Rodgers even coming off the injury, though. I'm with you there. I think that I told Ryan, too, in the when we were talking I'll about this question, it. I was like, this is 
a total troll job by the Minnesota Vikings if they do what they can to get Rodgers. That would just that, that would just be a cherry on top for Vikings fans, I'm sure, everywhere. I got another wild and crazy question for you, Jimmy. <laughs> we're wild and crazy guys. Yeah, because we're some wild and crazy guys. Uh, Packers, they're the 25th uh, pick in the draft. Obviously, a lot of holes, like safety being one of them. Do you have a way too early prediction? And if you're not even sure the player, like what position group do, would you like to see them go with in that first round pick? Yeah. Well, I, I don't have a player yet, and and I will say that in my I guess this will be my twelfth off season with ESPN. I'm 0 for 11 in my mock draft uh, pick for the Packers. <laughs> One of these, and it, it gets a lot harder when they're picking 25th. I should have gotten it last year when they were picking 13th or whatever it was. If I if I didn't get it last year, I'm never getting it. So I'll, I'll preface it, Matt, by saying that. But, um, look, I would like to say that they're going to take a left tackle, the left tackle of the future. But general manager Brian Gutekunst only drafts defense in the first round, except for Jordan Love. Like, that's it, right? Like he's right. had – uh, whatever it is, if he's had 12 first-round picks, 11 of them have been defense. I don't think it's that many because he's only been around since 2018, but he's had multiple in a couple years. But he, you know, he just doesn't take offense. So I would say that um, knowing Brian Gutekunst, it's probably like a defensive tackle. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just you know, the typical, you know, kind of workman-like draft pick. Now, I do think the interesting thing is when you look at the way they're going to play on defense – under new coordinator Jeff Halfley, what they really probably need are linebackers who can run. Uh, and I'm not talking about the edge guys. They're, I think they're fine there with Lucas Van Ness, last year's first-round pick, Rashawn Gary, and assuming they bring Preston Smith back. But if they're going to play three linebackers in a 4-3 base, you know, you've got uh, you, you've got Quay Walker, who obviously I think is suited very well for this. Yeah, and then you really want you have Isaiah McDuffie, who actually played pretty well at times, Last year, maybe is the second guy, and I would assume Devondre Campbell is not back here. Uh, t- too big a salary and too little production. So you're going to need that. I mean, you know, like, are they going to draft, you know, uh, last time they drafted a inside linebacker or off-the-ball linebacker in the first round other than Quay Walker was A.J. Hawk in 2005. It's not a position that necessarily you end up spending a first-round pick on. Um, I think the big thing here is they've got, they've got three picks – I'm sorry, five picks in the first three rounds. Um, a, a one, two twos, two threes. The, the other two from the Rodgers trade, the other three from the Rasul Douglas trade. It wouldn't surprise me if, if they ended up, you know, if there's somebody they really liked packaging some portion of those picks and moving up. Interesting. Yeah, and so I, I would hate I, that. I'd love to see the Packers make a move on draft day. They always just sit and wait for their spot. They trade down. move back. Remember they yeah. traded out of uh, T.J. Watt. Yeah, I, yeah. I would yeah, say this. They'll move out of them, yeah. but they never move up to get their guy. Yeah, I think last year they had 13 picks, and as a guy who has to write draft capsules on every pick once they make them, I'm all for trading up and right, getting rid yeah, of picks. Yeah. Right, fair enough. Just give me five <laughs> sweet picks and, and call it a day. Uh, so back to the like you mentioned, Campbell might get cut, and like obviously Chicago says they're cutting Eddie Jackson and Cody White here. It looks like yeah. Seattle's gonna be cutting Jamal Adams. I don't think any of those are surprises. I think Campbell and Bakhtiari are probably non-surprise cuts. Is there someone that you could see like on the line, whether it's contract? change of defense, yeah. production that might surprise some people if they were let go and free up some cap space. Yeah, I think Preston Smith is the, is the big one. Yeah. Like, you know, halfway through last year, if you would have said, you know, is he back or is he gone, I'd probably say he's gone, considering they drafted Van Ness, they signed Rashawn Gary to the big deal. But, 
you know, then Preston Smith went out and had a pretty darn good year. Yeah. And the thing that I think people don't necessarily appreciate two things about Preston Smith. One, he always plays. Like he's missed one game in his career. Like that dependability is you can't you can't replace that. And two, he actually is a darn good player against the run. Yeah. Which look as good as Rashawn Gary is. The guy doesn't play or has not yet played the run. Not saying he can, but he's not really a complete player yet. Even though they paid him massive money, Preston Smith is a pretty good run player and a really good pass rusher. I, I just think I think he may have earned his way back on this team when it didn't look good. Now, will they have to you know restructure his deal? Of course, um, his cap number is way too big. The question is, do you know do they get him to take a pay cut or do they just actually end up having to push money around? And he doesn't take a pay cut. But I, I think that's the one that I would sort of keep an eye on um, as we go through this. The, the other thing to keep in mind, guys, is that, like, they're not an old football team. So they don't yeah. have a lot of those guys, right? I mean, like, yeah. we talked all year about how they were the youngest team in the league, they, that, which means you just don't have a lot of veterans making big money. And, and like, that's a pretty good situation to be in uh, because, you, you know, you're paying guys on rookie contracts, which they need right now because they're finally getting out of their – you know, salary cap burden from the Rodgers deal. So, Jim, I don't think there's a lot of guys that sort of fit that bill. Um, and even with Bakhtiari, um, they don't necessarily have to do something right away because he doesn't have any of these, like, March roster bonuses okay. that, you know, you have to make a decision. His $21.5 million is all tied to this coming season. So, technically, that money is not guaranteed until the start of week one. Now, the, the flip side of that is – they would, if they keep him on the roster and make, wait till training camp to make a decision, they do have to count that $21.5 million on their salary cap. So even though it's not a cash situation, they could want to clear that cap space so that they can do what you said and sign you know, maybe a couple guys in free agency. Rob, awesome stuff. Really appreciate you uh, joining us. Go to the curling club. It's uh, great, great to be with you. And um, I, I think I, I would love, Matt, to get you to come watch my guy, Dennis Croner, and tell me if he's as good a curler as he <laughs> thinks he is. Uh, I'm going to actually clip this and send it to him. Perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I love the Green Bay Curling Club, so I'll find you do. I'll, You've I'll, talked I'll about it often, some time yeah. to get up there. All right, guys, we'll be seeing you. All, All right, right, thank, thank you. you. He's Matt Hamilton. Rob Domoski joins us. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, takeover of Wilding Tausch. Ho- hold on, hold on. It's trivia time. Remember, Jim? I thought we took the calls like at the segment four. At the segment four. Wait, well, during segment seg- four? Yeah, I started segment four. That's no. when trivia happens. Ah, okay. All right, give me a number. <laughs> Let's go caller number nine. Caller number nine in honor of Jim McMahon. Uh, 844-770-3776. Call it, uh, caller number nine, 844-770-3776. Has more uh, Super Bowl titles than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 844-770-3776. Caller number Nine plays trivia. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call Gina Della from Pella at 855-PELLA-WI or visit online at PellaWI.com slash radio. Friday continues on the Rutledge and Hamilton takeover of Wilde and Tausch. Wilde and Tausch is presented by Pella Windows and Doors. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Monster Blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light And we're going to crush some trivia. Oh, just like that dude crushes that spoon solo in that song. 
Absolutely. All right. Uh, so we start playing some trivia. <laughs> yes, okay, Jim, you're done. You're yeah. done. <laughs> Jim's favorite segment, as we all know, right, guys? <laughs> and it's not up. personal to this. I don't like trivia. Okay, and it's all not right. personal to today's caller, which is Mike in Waukesha, and he's competing. Uh, by the way, howdy, Mike. How are you doing today? Good. And yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. It's a Fish Friday, and speaking <laughs> of which, that's our trivia topic for the day: fish fries in the state of Wisconsin. Jesse Nelson did help put this one together for us. So, uh, Matt. I believe you got Jesse's email with the questions, right? Yep, I, I got it right here. All right, why don't you throw Mike his first question? All right, question one. According to Travel Wisconsin, Wisconsin's fish fry tradition is attributed to the Catholic Church, the state's proximity to freshwater, and which of these events? A, Prohibition, B, the Cold War, and C, Matt Hamilton's gold medal at the 2018 Olympics? So Prohibition. Nailed it. Well done, Mike. There you go. See? Trivia is not that hard, right, Jim? Yeah, you're going, right? You're asking questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yes, I just wanted to keep you on your toes. Jim's just surfing the web right now. I know. I'm yeah. putting up my emails. You guys are playing you guys are playing uh trivia. <laughs> yes, and Mike is on a streak right now. He's got the first question correct. So my question two. Which of these traditional fish fry sides is defined as quote? Shallow fried or grated or ground potato, flour, and a binding ingredient such as an egg or applesauce. Now let me read that again since Jesse made it as confusing as possible. (laughs) Which of these traditional fish fry sides is defined as shallow fried, grated, or ground potato, flour, and a binding ingredient such as an egg or applesauce? Is it fried waffles, potato pancakes, or house hash? Potato pancakes. Mike knows his stuff when it comes to fish fries, guys. Jim would be 0 for 2 right now. Oh. Just no idea. Doesn't even know what a fish Jim fry Jim would have is. opted out, honestly. Yeah. All uh, right. I was only half listening, but I didn't know potato pancakes were a thing in a fish fry. Apparently. I, I Honestly, I did not know that either. Did you know that, Matt? I mean, I, I, I didn't think it was as popular as this question made it seem like I it thought was, you were going to say like hush puppies. I definitely... I thought those were... Yeah. There is no potato in a hush puppy, so... No, there you go. no, no. That's the giveaway. <laughs> okay, question three, which has nothing to do with fish fry. Uh, I guess what? it kind of... Which cartoon character often utters, among other catchphrases, ah, tartar sauce? Is it Popeye, SpongeBob SquarePants, or Bart Simpson? Uh, let's go Popeye. Can I give you context clues or when all of that? No, that's it. So Dang close. Mike. You want to try and get it? SpongeBob SquarePants or Bart uh, Simpson? Whatever. Let's go SpongeBob then. Nailed it. All right. Try to. That was not too bad. So he got three of the four possible entries. Yeah, so into the he gets drawing? one entry for just being a contestant today. So you get three out of those four entries. We'll do today's drawing later on in the show during the after dark portion of the Rutledge and Hamilton <laughs> takeover of Wildey and Tausch. Thank you very much, Mike. And uh, we'll uh, make sure to reach out to you if you win or not. All right. Yep. Appreciate you calling in. Hopefully you get a all fish right, fry you. tonight. Yep. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. That was Mike in Waukesha nailing three out of four. Pretty good. Pretty good for trivia. I like that. That last one is kind of tricky. It's like, no adult's going to know much SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't even think I would have got that. And I am a young enough man where I have watched SpongeBob as a kid. You are an old man. You're 235 (laughs) on Monday. SpongeBob's been around for a minute. (laughs) 
Uh, oh right. yeah, that's right. It's my birthday coming up. Yes. Thanks, yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> Matt's birthday. You're welcome. <laughs> Woo. All right. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, the takeover of Wildey and Tausch, uh, presented by Pella Windows and Doors. <laughs> <laughs>